Welcome back to Common Thread. Today I have with me Mackenzie. I know Mackenzie from, we took a church admin class together. Is that where we first met? Uh, yeah, church I think admin so. class. I think that was Who, What one. was our teacher's name again? I Foster. Foster. <laughs> yes, I genuinely forgot for five seconds. I'm so sorry, Dr. Foster, if you ever listen to this. I don't know if you ever would, but I apologize for not remembering your name. Um, no, but we met in our church admin class, and um, it was a pretty fun class, yeah. I think. Wasn't it? No. You didn't like you don't like administration? No. <laughs> no, but um today Mackenzie is talking to us about life after graduation. Mm-hmm. Um we both graduated by the time this comes out almost a year ago. And our lives look really different. Um especially I think from what we thought it was gonna yeah. be and what it was gonna look yeah. like. Um so we're just gonna talk about that and we're gonna talk about the ups and downs. And just everything that has to do with life after grad. And if you're uh, a senior that's graduating soon, listen close because there's lots of opportunities and there's a huge world out there, but there are going to be some bumps along the way. And it probably is not going to end up like you think it's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) So Mackenzie, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself for all the strangers that are listening to you. She's got brown hair. She's like five foot tall. What are you like? Five two? Five one. Five one. Yeah. That's close. So that gives you a little picture <laughs> of what she looks like. Um, yeah. So I'm 22 years old. Um, I just graduated from Oral Roberts University in May of 2019. My Ooh. degree was in youth and family ministry. And I just have a heart and a passion for kids ministry. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what I want to do with my life is mm-hmm kids ministry and teaching kids and doing curriculum for kids men so mm-hmm. yeah. did you do that a lot growing up like did you work in children's ministry yeah. a lot like, yeah what's your backstory on that I've been volunteering in the kids ministry since I was like 11 years old so as soon as they'd let me volunteer I'm like okay I'm in like mm-hmm. get me in a classroom I'm in. Yes. um yeah and so then I started working on staff as like a support staff position mm-hmm. at my church and so it was just there's groups that meet in the middle of the week and Mm -hmm. I would help out um, to watch the kids during those groups Mm -hmm. and then when I moved to Oral Roberts um, moved to Oklahoma for school I volunteered at a couple of different churches Mm -hmm. um, and then I after that did an internship and then now I'm back and back at home and you're from where i'm from colorado springs right here in good old colorado best place in the world yeah are you happy to be back i am i at first it was hard to come back um but now that i've gotten settled back in i'm extremely happy to be back home Yeah. yeah where did you think you were gonna go after you graduated like, were you no planning idea. to go anywhere? I had, I thought I was going to go, like, three different places. I, here. honestly, for the first couple of years, I thought for sure I was coming back to Colorado just because I love it here. My family's here. I'm such a family person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in January of my senior year, I just felt a tug on my heart from the Lord saying I wasn't coming back. And I was like, mm-hmm. why not? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be in Colorado. I remember talking to you about that. Yeah. Like at school. Yeah. Because we graduated. I came back yeah. after my internship mm-hmm. and 
I had to finish my senior, my, you know, my senior yeah. year, um, too. And I remember talking to you yeah. around that time, and you're like, "I think I'm going to Colorado." And I'm like, "What?" Because at that yeah. time, I was engaged to Tyler, and I knew I was coming back uh-huh. here. So I was like, "Heck yeah!" <laughs> yes, but yeah, then the Lord's like, "Well, you're not gonna go back to Colorado after graduation." I was like, "Really? Mm-hmm. Like, can I please go back to Colorado?" Yeah. And you're like, "Now I want to." Yeah, it was one of those prayers, like. I knew that the Lord was calling me to not go back to Colorado, but it was one of those things that I didn't really want to pray about because mm-hmm. I knew the answer. You knew that, oh my gosh, I've been through that. Yeah, <laughs> where it was like a friend had literally prophesied over me that the Lord gave me a gut instinct about something and I just need to follow it. And that gut instinct was like, I'm not going back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really don't want to pray about this because I don't want to not <laughs> you go know, back. Because you know the answer. Yeah. Like, I don't want to hear it because then I'll be responsible. Yeah. yeah. And so then I gave it a few days before I finally decided to pray about it. And I was like, okay, Jesus, I already know the answer. Like, I'm not going back. Okay, I'll go wherever you want me to go. Mm-hmm. So. And so what were you, since you graduated at Youth and Family, like when did you, so when God was telling you you're not going to go back to Colorado, yeah. when did you find out where you were going to go? Um, so like how did that journey go? Yeah, so this was like a very emotional week, the one where the Lord's like, This is okay. in January? Yeah, somewhere, okay. I think it was like January, February. Okay. Um, somewhere around there. Um, I met up with a friend of mine and we sat in her dorm room, sat on the bed and I was just crying and I was like, I don't know where the Lord wants me to go Mm. and I just want to follow him and I want to go where he wants me. I want to go to Colorado, but I'd rather be like in the will of the Lord Mm -hmm. and doing what he wants me to do. Right. And so then me and her were kind of just going over different opportunities and different things. She's like, maybe you can do an internship. Maybe you could... I don't know, just different things and ideas. And I was like, I don't want to do an internship. Like I did an internship last summer Mm -hmm. and I'm beyond that. Like I'm a graduate. (laughs) I I graduated. I need a full-time job, (laughs) an internship. Like no. And so then, but I don't know, the moment she said you could do an internship, it passed through my brain that Elevation does Mm -hmm. an internship. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew about it because a friend of mine had applied for it and so I didn't even know it was a thing until she applied for it and then I was like oh hey that's kind of cool they do an internship but I never would have thought to go right and then whenever I was sitting on the dorm room bed with one of my close friends and she's like maybe you can do an internship and I was like "Mm -mm, like absolutely not but I really felt so strongly that the Lord put that elevation internship on my on my heart and so I was like okay I guess I'll apply for this mm-hmm. but the odds of getting in are not that high like I've heard that I actually that's kind of how it was when I applied for my internship at Fest International the, yeah the, the same thing with me yeah like God put messenger on my heart yeah and I remember like I didn't even remember filling out the application like uh-huh. I was just like it was so full experience like yeah he just filled everything out it yeah, felt like that's so cool and um I ended up getting it and I was like well, I was not expecting that but I remember thinking about elevation yeah when I was thinking about internships and someone told me they were like elevation is extremely hard to get into yeah and I didn't have a pull towards it so I was just like yeah. eh, I don't care I'll, yeah. like I want to go to messenger anyway yeah um but I heard that like I heard it's extremely hard it's, to get into yeah so for my summer class there was 38 interns and f- over 400 applicants wow so generally there's about a 10 percent acceptance rate mm-hmm. so it's definitely hard to get into mm-hmm. it's like That's the lord messenger has to mark too. your application yeah, and say this is yeah, the person yeah. like so I have no doubt that like the lord 
called me or like led me to that right led me and to apply to you. that yeah. yeah um and so it was definitely a blessing but I don't know it was very nerve-wracking because I had applied in I think late February I went on to fill out the application and then didn't finish it because I was like I don't really want to do this right and we had to do it because you were like oh internship yeah <laughs> And we had to do a one-minute video for the application. Really? I was so nervous about it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't What did you not... do? Like in the video? The video was just... Like a bachelor video? like <laughs> Kind of. <laughs> this is my hometown. <laughs> they want to look at your face to make sure you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but it was a one-minute video, and it said, in 60 seconds, describe why you want to be an Elevation intern. I was like, I don't know. Like, I genuinely don't want I'm to I'm like, be. I don't. God but the, told me to. I'm like, the Lord told me I wasn't going home, and he put this on my heart, so here I am applying. Like, that's why. Mm-hmm. And then I got an email, like, a few days after I submitted my application saying that I made it to the next round. Oh, and wow, then, you guys had rounds. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so after then, the next round, like a couple weeks later, my what was my supervisor for the summer, she followed me on Instagram, and I could see like in her bio, Elevation Kids, and I was like, oh, they're scouting me out. <laughs> like, yeah. They're looking me up. And so then I knew that they were still looking for me. And then a few days later, she texted me and she's like, can we set up a FaceTime, like an interview? Mm -hmm. And so we interviewed and next morning I got like the acceptance. And so I was like, okay, Jesus, thank you. But this was like a couple month process in between the Lord telling me that I wasn't going home and then finally getting accepted into this. When did you get accepted? Like, what, what month was it? I think it was April. Okay, so still before graduation. Yeah, it was, like, a month before graduation. Yeah. Um, and so, but I was just, I'm a planner, and yeah. so I wanted to know before that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know, like, the moment the Lord told me I wasn't going back to Colorado, I wanted to know where I was going yeah. instead. You're like, okay, where? And God's like, like, crickets. And you're like, just okay, wait, well. just wait. <laughs> yeah. I remember so many, sitting through so many chapel services, just, like, crying and praying and... A lot of it was just me worrying and not knowing where I was going. Yeah. But then sometimes it was just like, okay, let's turn turn this worry into praise yeah. and just give God praise for what he is bringing because I yeah. know he's bringing something. Because it'll be good. Like, I don't know what it is yeah. and I don't know where I'm going, but I know I heard him so clearly tell me that I'm not going back. Yeah. And so he has something. He's so. like, he's got to be putting something good in my lap. Yeah. If he's saying, hey, you're not going to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. he's going he's gonna to bring yeah bring forth something good exactly that's awesome though like yeah. when so you found out in april mm-hmm. and so then you were able to have like a month of planning yes so how did you plan to like leave? did your parents were your parents okay with you like going across the country yeah my dad is actually a huge elevation fan okay. and so he was almost like jealous that i was <laughs> going to be spending the summer at elevation and my mom was just like okay, if the Lord's telling you to go there, mm-hmm. then go for it. And it was a paid internship. And so oh, it wasn't awesome. like, yeah, it wasn't like that big of a leap yeah. to go because it was still paid. You're getting money. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like I'm paying to go to yeah. it because a lot of internships make you pay. Yeah. But so I don't know. My parents were very excited. I think they were more excited about it than I was. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, you graduated mm-hmm. and you had that plan. Yeah. And you moved there. What were, did you have like expectations of what it was going to be like? Or... I you, you mean like at the internship yeah. or just yeah, I didn't really because I 
don't have much experience with elevation like beforehand okay. so I had listened to elevation worship for a while right. but then beyond that like I've listened to probably a couple of Stephen Furtick podcasts uh-huh. and that was kind of it I didn't know anything about the church okay. I had no idea they had 18 campuses until I was on the phone with my supervisor um, for, for our interview and she's mm-hmm. like we have 18 campuses what like, I had no idea like did not know that mm-hmm. um and so there's just a lot of things I didn't know about elevation so I didn't really know enough to be able to make expectations so I don't know if that makes sense no that makes sense that makes total sense yeah because I mean especially when you're you're doing something that you've never done before it's mm-hmm. it's easy to not have expectations for yeah because you're like well I've literally never done it before yeah like how can I exactly. expect it to be a certain exactly. way or like even the opposite like you think you've never done it before so you build up this expectation of what it's going to be and then you come and it's like completely Mm -hmm. different or it's the exact same or whatever you know what I mean yeah that's why I just didn't want to make like these big expectations and then Mm -hmm. be let down or make low expectations and then it's not a good one so I was like I think it's just safer if I go in with nothing right no expectations (laughs) right did you like when you were there were you thinking about okay what do I do when I get out absolutely like were you planning on from day one because you kind of almost have like a little bit of grace period yeah like your mind's up yes yeah i think that's like what it was six months before you have to pay yes like yeah. you had a little grace period of god like extending that yeah. time for you yeah from like graduating college immediately going to the internship mm-hmm. and then i know for me i would be instantly like okay well then what like, yes then what do i do absolutely yeah the whole time it was very much uh okay what's after this what's after mm-hmm. this and I don't think there was probably a single day of the internship that I like fully embraced where I was because mm-hmm. I was so nervous about like what's coming next, like what's after this. Do you this? regret that? Yeah, I do mm-hmm. for sure. I think I would have appreciated and gotten the fullness of her from the internship mm-hmm. if I wasn't so worried about what was coming after it. I think that'll preach just in itself oh, about yeah. like every season of life. That yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm even in that right now yeah um just enjoying because tyler and i are not like we we talk about kids Mm -hmm. we're not having kids yes anytime soon (laughs) at least by our own planning yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) no but i'm just joking um but like i i i remember when my friend my friend that one of my friends that i work with actually just had a baby Mm -hmm. and like pretty much the last two months of her um, pregnancy, I was like, oh my gosh, Tyler, I want to have kids, I want kids, I want kids, and he was like, okay, slow down, <laughs> like, slow down, Hang like, on. He, he, he would always tell me that, he's like, enjoy where we are, where we're at right now, yeah. just enjoy it, yeah. like, we'll never get this back, mm-hmm. like, we won't, and he's like, maybe when we're, like, 40, and our kids are off to college, or I guess they wouldn't be off to college by 40, but you know what I mean, <laughs> not quite, <laughs> um, but he's like, we're not, like, once we have kids, like, will be parents mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And you can't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> They'll never go no away. Breaks. And so he's he he's been continuously and then with other things in my life too, like my job and like where I'm going next mm-hmm. and like what I'm doing after and um he's always been a continual Lizzie like enjoy where you're at right now. Yeah. Like enjoy the process of what you're learning right now. Cause I yeah. feel like when we're so like excited for the future Mm -hmm. and we're anticipating the future I know for me I get excited about it but then I also get into fear about it Mm -hmm. because I don't have I'm like you like I'm a planner yeah like I need to know for sure like what's next like God what are you bringing to me Mm -hmm. and um 
I know even God was sharing with me like, hey, like your time in this job is coming to a close. And I was like, okay, where do I go then? So then what? And he's like, that's all I have that's for you right now. That's all I have right for now. you right now. And I'm like, what? That makes no sense. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to quit my job and like put my notice in and like move on to the next thing? And you're not even going to tell me what the next thing is. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I'm praying about it, I don't, it's not like God's not there or mm-hmm. he's not talking to me yeah. or anything like that. It's just like he almost is like smiling and he's like, mm-hmm. You'll see. Just, like, make this first step first. Yeah. And do what you can practically. Like, look for jobs. Apply Mm -hmm. for them. Apply for stuff that you find that you like. But, you know, don't be so – because I can get almost into, like, a freeze mode Mm -hmm. where I start panicking. And I'm like, I'm just not even going to move because I'm so nervous. Yeah. And God's like, I don't want you to do that either. I get that. (laughs) Yeah. And so if I – like, what what did you do during your internship – Like, thinking, when you were thinking about that, like, was there any time where you were like, okay, I really do want to enjoy my time here? I think just coming to the realization that the Lord took me there, and even though I didn't always want to be there, that the Lord intentionally placed me in that spot, Mm -hmm. and so that I needed to open my mind and open my hands to receive like the fullness of what he wanted to give me. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I was in that season. I was in that place knowing that the Lord took me there, but I was just like, oh, I'm just here to, because you told me to come here. But it wasn't, I don't, I wasn't fully embracing it. Like I wasn't looking for all the best things out of the internship. It was kind of just, oh, I'm just here because Jesus called me to be here. (laughs) And so I wish that I had embraced it more yeah like found the good in it mm-hmm. even because it was a lot of work so mm-hmm. even in the stressful and like 60 hours a week of making no money mm-hmm. um I wish I had embraced it more mm-hmm. just because I know that's where the Lord took me right so and I knew you said that you didn't you had no idea what God was going to do next so how did you trust him for that like what no I had no idea so I think even Whenever I found out I was getting to the internship, everybody was asking me about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, But this is only a three-week or three-month internship. It's 12 12 weeks long. And so I I was like... I feel like it went by super fast. Yeah, it went by so fast. Even from the outside looking in. Absolutely. And so then to me, it was like, yes, like you said, kind of that grace period of like this in-between. But I was like, this isn't long enough for me to not think about what's next. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time, I mean, I told all my friends beforehand even, I was like, I feel like this is just a launching pad. Like whether it's into another ministry or staying at Elevation or coming back to Colorado, like whatever it is next, I feel like this is just a like that transition period in between graduation and then like full-time job like mm-hmm. in my head that yeah. was the idea like sounds full-time great. job <laughs> like that's what's next mm-hmm. like that that's what I was hoping well because I next. think we think we all see that I mean even at ORU with your senior things that you have to get done and your yeah. LinkedIn account and like yeah. all the things they require you to do before you graduate like it's all to set you up because everyone is like you're about to get a full-time job you're about to be an adult like you're we're about to kick you to the curb and yeah. you defend for yourself. Yeah, 100%. And it's scary. And then you look around mm-hmm. at everyone you know that's out of college, and they do, a lot of them, yeah. have full-time jobs yeah. and, like, have these positions. And so it's almost like you expect that yeah. for yourself. Absolutely. Like, I, I have to be there, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I felt, too. Um, and then just a lot of thoughts in my brain of, like, if I had 
if I hadn't switched my major and I would kept with business, I would have had a full-time oh, yeah. job right now. Like, yeah, or nursing. Yeah. Easy. I like, know. I'm like, all these people have full-time jobs. Of course they do. Right. Like, but me, like, I'm trying to fight my way in. And I think that's my problem, too, is that I'm trying to, like, push through and make a way for me. But I'm like, okay, no, like, let the Lord do that. Yeah. Let him make the way for you. Mm-hmm. So I've been learning that. But, yeah, my expectation post-grad would definitely be, full-time job benefits yes 401k <laughs> yes not never stress about money again never stress about, oh my gosh have more than enough funds to pay off these loans that i just got i know i start paying student loans next month yes yeah, well by the time this is airing i would have been paying them for three months now yeah so. it'll be end of january is that when you start yeah 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 i'm not excited about it me either but that's what i thought too i thought that once i graduated life would make sense Yes. Like, college was, like, a, it almost felt like a mixing bowl of crazy for me. Yeah. Because I went to two different colleges. Mm-hmm. If you don't count the random semester, I went to nursing school. <laughs> well, the we'll Forget like, about that we'll one. just ignore that. Um, no, I went to two different colleges and switched my major going into my junior year from nursing to ministry mm-hmm. and, like, nonprofit stuff. Like, completely. Yeah, it's so different. Random. Um, at least it felt like. But that's what God told me to do. And yeah. so I did. Yeah. Um, but I always thought, especially when I was finishing my, um, when I came back and I was finishing my senior year and I was writing my freaking 60 page senior paper nightmare. (laughs) Um, I remember thinking I only have a couple months. I only have a couple months Mm -hmm. and then life is going to make sense. I'm going to move to Colorado. I'll be with my fiance and um, I am getting my own apartment and I'm going to get a job that I love and it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get a full-time job with benefits and it's going to be exactly like my major because, uh, duh, I went to school obviously. Right. Who wouldn't want you to work for them? Yeah. Um, And I got back and it was just not what I had expected. It was great because I actually had friends who like pretty much handed me a job mm-hmm. and I mean I still applied for it but they were like we know you need a job and we need a person yeah and it was for admin roles and mm-hmm. actually like I was really good at it mm-hmm. and I wanted to grow in it I wanted to learn more um but I love admin mm-hmm. and so I was like heck yeah like this is a great experience and like I or a great place to start you know but it had nothing to do with ministry but yeah. I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, I'll just be here for a minute. You know, whatever. Yeah. And um, I got married, and I was staying, and I was like, okay, well, now what, God? Like, now what? Like, what am I going to do? And God was like, just stay. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Because I, I liked my job, but I wasn't, like, in ministry or anything like I thought I was going to be. Yeah. And um, over the course of the fall he began to put things in my heart Mm -hmm. like this podcast and writing and stuff like that that I was not expecting in the slightest Mm -hmm. and I remember being like okay God like you're asking me to do this thing which I thought you were going to take me over in this ministry like I thought I was going to work in a church or like a profit like over here and you're asking me to do this yeah and I began to do that. And as soon as I just said yes to certain things that didn't look like I thought they were going to be, mm-hmm. he began to move me in other areas. So then he was like, okay, like I'm releasing you from your job. And then that's when I was like, okay, well, then where do I go? And he was like, you'll see. <laughs> like, you'll keep see waiting. Get there. Just keep waiting. <laughs> um, but like just things began to move. And so 
like I I remember you sing songs like God's so faithful and like great is your faithfulness and like yeah. all that kind of stuff and it's and it's great and I love it and I love like worshiping him and all that kind of stuff but then when you're in the midst of like oh my gosh he actually is really faithful mm-hmm. like he really is yeah and like he's taken me through school, through marriage, or through my wedding, and, like, through all these kind of stuff, and proven himself over and over again yeah. that he was going to take care of me and he was going to provide for me and he was going to show me exactly where I needed to go. And I remember the first time he really began to show me stuff in the 11th hour, mm-hmm. and I was, like, so ticked. I was yeah. like, I don't understand. Yeah. Why well, can't show me at, like, 1 o'clock yes. in the afternoon so that I can plan? Have plenty of time. To- yeah. <laughs> but, no, he'll come up at, like, a, like 11 o'clock at night and, like, Right before the bell struck midnight, he's like, "Oh, here's your, here you go. Now here it now is. Now I'll move." Um, but it's almost fun now because, like, I don't, I still, I still get nervous, but I don't worry like I used to. Yeah. Because I'm like, he's gonna take I get care that. of me. Yeah. Like he's gonna come through. Yeah. I think the longer your track record gets of like, oh, the Lord came through in this, and the Lord came through in this, then as you get into that next place, because. It never ends. Like, there's never no. just a point where he's it like, I, f- I trust you now, yeah. so I'm going to give you the whole plan. Like, yeah. um, exactly. I think you just get to a point where it's like, okay, you've come through time and time and time again, so your natural instinct instead of worrying is to be like, okay, I believe you. Yeah. This like, is nerve For once in my life, I believe you. I am doing it, God. I am believing you. Like, I might be stressed out, but I'm going to put my stress in the back of my mind, and I'm going to put my confidence and faith in you. Right. Yeah. So how did that work for you when you were leaving Elevation? Like, what was your – what did you walk through when you were leaving? Um, So about, like, two weeks before the internship ended, maybe three, I was just – stressed out of my mind Mm -hmm. about what's next Mm -hmm. and not knowing because I still had no idea. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was going to be staying at Elevation, like staying involved there, um, or coming back to Colorado, going anywhere else in the country. I was like, I could have gone back to Tulsa because all my friends are in Tulsa. So I'm like, I would have loved to go back and Mm -hmm. been able to be with them. And so I was like, I have some options, but I don't really know which one the Lord is pulling me towards. And so I think I was just so stressed and busy within the internship that I didn't fully ask God. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just planning it on my own and making these plans in my brain to where I was kind of relying on old revelations. And so... Way back when in January, when the Lord told me I wasn't coming back to Colorado, I was still relying on that and being okay. thinking. So you were like, oh, I'm going to go to Tulsa. Yeah. And so I was like, Tulsa or staying in Charlotte. And so that's kind of the biggest thing that like flooded in my mind when I was deciding was just the Lord told me I wasn't going back to Colorado. And I think that's permanent. Like, I think that's just, that's for long term. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I'm going back yet. And so then I was kind of just trying to make plans. And so I had looked into stuff in Tulsa, looked into stuff in Charlotte, and then also looked into coming back to um, my home church here in Colorado Mm -hmm. and kind of just weighing all the options. And I was like, okay, I'm giving myself a week 
to figure this out. By the end of the week, I'm going to (laughs) know. And so during that week, I kind of did research on like different options. Mm -hmm. And I had emailed the executive pastor at New Life Church, the one in Colorado that I'm from, and just been like, hey, I'm about to finish up this internship. You know, I'd love to come back to New Life and get plugged back in with you guys. Like, I love the team and I love the ministry. You know, I'd love to come back. You still work there, right? Yes. And then I did an internship there, and so I worked with the executive pastor Mm -hmm. directly. I remember that. Yeah, and so... I was like, hey, like, I want to come back. Um, I had actually met up with her over Christmas break before the Lord told me I wasn't going home. And she had, we had kind of made a plan for what, like, my job would look like Mm -hmm. coming back. So it's like I already had a job kind of set up there. And so then when the internship was ending, I emailed her and I was like, hey, you know, I'd love to chat about this and just figure out, you know, if there's a place, whatever. And she Remember how I said that I gave myself a week? Yeah. Literally a week from that day, she emailed me back and said, like, this and this and this. But by that point, I had already made up in my mind that I was going to stay in Charlotte. Yeah. And so when she emailed me back, I just pushed it out of my brain. And I was like, I don't even want to email her back because I don't want her to change my mind. Uh And so then I was like, okay, I'm staying in Charlotte. And I had a... And you had a whole plan for Charlotte. Yeah, I had... This family from the church, it was a couple, they were like 27, 28, and they were going to let me um, live with them in their apartment until mm-hmm. I could find like a more permanent place for free, and they were so kind. It was such a like a good deal, and then I had a full-time job lined up. It was nannying, so it wasn't exactly using my degree, mm-hmm. but I was still plugged in at Elevation, like volunteering, right. and so I was like, you know, that's could be an open door Mm -hmm. like leading up into that eventually maybe I'll get back to elevation but I just didn't want to be a part of elevation like it just didn't feel like my home church like it's Mm -hmm. an incredible church and a great ministry but just when you have that instinct of this is home no I this is it Mm -hmm. and I just never felt that way with elevation And so I think there was always this tension in my mind of, I don't really want to be here, but I know that the Lord brought me here. Um, And so I just thought the time wasn't over yet. And then Labor Day weekend, it was just a very emotional weekend for me. It was kind of crazy. But I ended up at the end of the weekend deciding to move back to Colorado, really just at first, I was super anxious about it and not sure, but then by the end of the decision and the end of the week, I was so confident that, like, the Lord's hand was all over it, and even though the Lord did 100% take me to Charlotte for the summer, yeah. my time there was over, and so I needed to let go of it, and so he brought me back to Colorado, and at first, even that was, like, stressful I'm like I want to be in Colorado and I love it here and my family is here and then I came back and I was just like oh my gosh am I supposed to be here like is this really where the Lord wants me to be and so it was just a lot of uh, overthinking oh I'm the same way yeah what's your Enneagram one. Oh, that's right I knew we were the same one yeah one too yeah <laughs> one wing it. nine we we are the exact same person I feel like about yeah. a lot of things one hundred percent I overthink a lot but it is easier when God just tells you what to do 
Absolutely. <laughs> That's why I think I'm always like have this hope in my mind that the Lord is going to come down from heaven while I'm sitting on my bed right. and he's going to sit with he's me. He's going to sit next to you. And he's going to be McKenzie. like, Mackenzie, this is what I have for you. <laughs> like, this is what you should do right now. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> um, not even a little bit. I used to, like when I was younger, I used to pray for that. Yeah, I, like Jesus, oh, absolutely, I'm like, bed. just come sit right next to me, like, let's just have a conversation, <laughs> like, can you just tell me what's going on, yeah, yeah, tell me where I should go, yeah. because I think my heart is pure in it, because yeah. it's like, I just want to do what he you wants me to do, do. right, and exactly. I don't want to mess up, and I don't want to go down mm-hmm. the wrong path, like, I don't want to have that, that, I don't want to have that worry in my life, or the regret in my life of thinking the lord wanted me to go here but i came here instead Mm -hmm. and so i'm like jesus just like tell me where to go that way i can't mess it up and i think he's just trying to in part make me trust myself Mm -hmm. to make choices Mm -hmm. i mean one time trust him inside of you yes like he's in you and he is able to like say hey like trust the discernment that's still small voice yeah you know that he speaks to you yeah and you you because it's true like i i remember hearing like all this stuff about like you can't you can't trust yourself and you can't do this and you can't like because the only person you can trust is God and like yeah your heart is evil and that is true that's in the Bible that your heart is evil <laughs> like it's <That's> true <laughs> right that your heart is like not it doesn't naturally want like right it's not naturally like perfect yeah, you're, you're not, not you know what, anyway you know what Absolutely. I'm saying um but I remember always being like yeah I get that but like there's still like i think that god because he's inside of us because we have relationship with him he, he well one i think he genuinely does want us to like be happy yeah like and that sounds really weird in some religious circles like yeah. I, I know people that are like god does not like what you saying god wants us to be happy that sounds really crazy yeah i've met people like absolutely that. and so i want definitely want to clarify exactly what i mean because i mean think about like if i had a child like if i had a child mm-hmm. i would like I, would, I want them to be happy for sure i want them to love their life and have fun and be smart and make good decisions and but i want i want the best for their life and so that's exactly what God feels for us. And God has the best yeah. for us. And he yeah. knows the best. And I can't make the best for my life. Like, that is accurate. Like, I, I've i tried to make my best decision on Lizzie, like, on my own. And it has not turned well for Lizzie. No. So, no. like, he does have the best plan for us. But I think he trusts us, too, when, he, when we're in tune with him and we're spending time with him to be able to, you know, make decisions and move mm-hmm. forward in things because there's been times has God ever been like what do you want Mackenzie yes yeah 100% doesn't make you the first time you got asked me that I was like do not ask me that yeah I like you're supposed to tell me what I want yeah like <laughs> I honestly so I think that's how it was making the decision between Charlotte Tulsa Colorado Springs it was what do you want mm-hmm. and I think that the Lord was giving you the desire. Like the want is from the Lord, Mm -hmm. but he wants you to search deeper into your own heart to see that. Mm -hmm. And Well, that's what that scripture talks about. He yeah. said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. But he put those desires I literally will give you them. Like I'll give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. 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 
But then too, I always think in situations like that, there was, it was years ago, I remember seeing or hearing this quote, it was like the most powerful thing God gave us is choice, like use mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And Free will. so, yeah, I remember sitting down with a friend of mine so long ago and she was so stressed and worried about this decision. I was like, the Lord gave you the power of choice. Like, yeah. use it. Like, what do you want to do? What's the, yeah. What do you feel led to do? What do you feel led to? Like, where is, where is God taking yeah. you? Yeah. Like, he might not have given you a specific map, but he gave yeah. you an, like a little pull in your heart yeah. that's showing that's you where to go. That's a good way to put it. I love that. And just follow that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like it's so much easier to say that when you're sitting there talking to a friend. And yeah. you're like, just <laughs> follow your follow the place in your heart that yeah. the Lord has put there. Yeah. But then when it's your own life, you're like, no, Jesus, come sit next to me and tell me where to go. That's so true. Yeah. I, that's so true. I feel like my when I give advice, I'm like, yeah, just yes. what is the Lord speaking to you? It seems like, so easy. Just discern his voice. And then I like am in the position and I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah, exactly. It's so true. I need to take my own advice. I know. I honestly, sometimes it comes to my brain where I'm like, Mackenzie, you literally had this conversation with a friend before. I feel like God's reminding you yeah he's reminding me of you yeah. of the the words that you spoke yeah to your friend and yeah. he's like Mackenzie you literally just said this yes remember and you're exactly. like exactly and you don't want to remember it mm-hmm. I've been in that position yeah like, I don't want to remember that I said that to yes that person. I feel like, like I don't- I- Every time, like, I have a big decision or something, I always have that in the beginning where I'm like, I don't even want to think about this. I don't want to pray yeah. about it. I don't want to remember about that time. Like, I just want to sit and wallow in my sadness <laughs> and, like, just let, let me, me have be stressed own, for a minute. Like, like self-pity party. Yeah. Like, let me just cry. It's good because I feel like right now in my life, I am surrounded by people who don't let me have pity parties. Yeah. And it... I'll be honest. Yeah. It's been really growing for me. Yeah. Because I don't normally think of myself having pity parties, but then I look back on it and I'm like, wow, like I, it's, it's, it, it feels good to like sit in it and Absolutely. be like, I think oh, too. this sucks. And I'm oh, so, it's so, life is so hard. I and think like, too, those moments are really powerful because generally there's some point along it where the Lord flips the switch yeah. and you go from, oh, my life is so hard and it sucks and I hate where I am right now to instantly he starts filling your mind with yeah. like positive thoughts and mm-hmm. things. And he's then truth to you. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think those moments are cool too because yeah. the Lord always flips it around. Yeah. I need those moments with the yeah. Lord. Especially, especially when I feel like I'm not effectively putting in like truth to myself Mm -hmm. like when I'm in such a place where I'm like I'm just so down about this situation I'm so stressed like I can't even think straight um sometimes I have to literally lock myself away and just talk to God and in those moments he's like hey remember what my word says about you like you're the head not the tail you're blessed going in you're blessed going out and you know all that kind of stuff and just reminding me that and then the biggest thing that he does like we talked about earlier, is he brings to remembrance all of the times that he's been faithful to me. Yeah. And he's like, remember when we had this and we went through this together? And remember how this turned out? And I'm exactly. like, yeah, that, that turned out good. You were right. You were right. <laughs> you were right. You were right. And he's like, remember than this, remember than that. And he's like, what makes you think that I'm not going to take care of you now? Yeah. What makes like, you why think am I'm I not done you? now? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I get that too I think the biggest temptation for me and my thoughts is to think that I'm more of a 
a doer and like the Lord wants me for what I can do. And that song, Nothing Else by Mm -hmm. Cody Carnes, where it's like more than anything you can do, I just want you. And like singing that to the Lord, but just realizing that sometimes the Lord is singing that to To you you. too. And yes, he wants to use you in ministry and he Mm -hmm. wants to use you to advance his kingdom. But more than all of that, he just wants you. Like he just wants your heart. He wants your time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you mess up, if you take the wrong route, but if you run to him when you do it, Mm -hmm. that's what he wants. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've really had to like push into my brain of, Mm -hmm. okay, the Lord doesn't want you for what you can do for him because your impact on the kingdom isn't going to be like that big. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. you're one person. It's his impact. Yeah. Like we're his hands and feet, but like he's the one that's moving. He's the one that's given each of us our gifts and talents. Yeah. Like my gifts and talents are not by my own making. Yeah. They're his. Yeah. That he gave to me to do on this earth for his glory. Mm-hmm. And so like you're right. Like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're. You're not make or break. Like, yeah. the world isn't going to crash if you don't do this. Christianity is not going to be destroyed if you fail. Yeah, the yeah. more important thing is just being with him. Like, yeah. laying on your bed curled up in a ball because you're so sad. Yeah. And just coming to the Lord and being like, I just want you. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that God is showing me right now in my life is that he wants to do life with me. Yeah. And for the longest time, my goal was to figure out my calling and do it for him like okay god like what do you want me to do in my life okay i'll do it like i'm gonna yeah. be a perfect little perfect little christian a little, yeah. yeah doer like me too i'll be the perfect little christian for you i'm gonna get everything done for you like you're gonna be so proud of me because of all the things exactly. that i'll do for you such a and, one yeah such a one <laughs> and um i remember it's been like recently too like probably the past six months where god is like lizzie i want just to do life with you and I have a plan for your life. You know, I, I, I have a plan for you, like for good and not for evil. Like I have things that I have set for you, but I don't want to lose you on your way trying to find them. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I felt like was that I was so preoccupied with trying to find what it was that God wanted me to do that I was losing, like I was losing the fact that I, it's not what God is wanting me to do. It's him yeah, that comes first yeah, and my relationship with him and like everything will flow out of that. Yeah. And so he's been showing me like, I want to do life with you. Yeah. And he's like, if we go down the wrong route and we go down and we do something, maybe like you take a job you're not supposed to, or like you stay in Charlotte, you know what I mean? I'm going to be with you through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be like showing you, Hey, like, let's do this hey, let's do this. And it won't go away. It'll be like a little nagging thing inside yeah. of you. But I'll be there with you. Like for, I remember making mistakes and feeling so crappy and being like, God, this is all my fault. Like if I had only listened to you and not had dated that boy or gone over here or done this. Retweet. <laughs> <laughs> like this is all my fault. And he was like, hey, 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 hey. Like you're good. Mm-hmm. We're good. Everything mm-hmm. is just fine. Look at the lessons you learned from that. And like, yeah, there was some heartbreak, and like, yeah, there were some things that like didn't really, that what that wasn't weren't great. really fun. Yeah, and yeah. my heart broke for you in that. Like, it was broke, like broken for you. But look at all the things that you've learned from it, and all the things that you can encourage other people in. 
that you wouldn't have been able to if you hadn't gone through it. For sure. And so, like, he's there through everything. But it's just so neat to see him, like, tell me, hey, let's do life together. Mm-hmm. Like, let's dream about this together. Like, it's not just a dream that he puts in your heart that you have to go out and do. Like, it's a dream that he puts in your heart that you co-partner with him to accomplish. Yeah. And so that's been, like, a huge shifting in my life, especially after graduation, learning that my whole entire life – like, my life is not about a full-time job with benefits and a 401K. Mm -hmm. Like, my life is about learning who God is and having a relationship with him that – is deep and overwhelming that is so overwhelming that it flows into every aspect of my life which also entails my career mm-hmm. and my calling because mm-hmm. a call your calling and walking out your calling is just an, an effect of your relationship with Christ mm-hmm. and so like really learning that lately has been like okay God let's do it yeah let's live life together mm-hmm. you know yeah I get it Um, I think just another thing that kind of comes to my mind on all that in that topic is at the beginning of the internship, I remember going through day one of orientation and going back to my host home after it and thinking, this is way too much. Like, I can't Mm -hmm. handle this. Mm -hmm. And I was like crying, looking out the window out into my host home was actually beautiful. It's like a million dollar home. It was gorgeous. And I remember looking out the window onto like the big green fields behind it and just thinking, okay, Lord, I don't want to do this. Like this is all the things they told us in orientation. This is so overwhelming. Like this is just too much. I don't want to do it. And I just heard the Lord saying, Mackenzie, I don't care if you want to go home and if you want to go home like you can but this is the best I have for you and if Mm. you want my best then you're gonna stay here yeah and so just thinking there's so many options and there's so many routes that you can take that's good and the Lord is gonna bless it and he's gonna use it and Mm -hmm. even in all the times in the past where you didn't necessarily take the right route and you just did what you wanted to do or you Mm -hmm. didn't even pray about it at all yeah (laughs) then the lord still blessed that and he's still using it right but there's always his best Mm -hmm. and if you want to be in his best then that's when you have to be like in tune with his spirit Mm -hmm. so that's so good that's really good because i think especially like in graduation when you're on the cusp of like a lot of opportunities that's a great word because you're right. Like there will be a lot of opportunities and it's not in a fear way. Like, oh my gosh, what if I don't pick the right opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just in a encouraging way of get with the Lord, spend mm-hmm. time with him. If you, I, I've known like when I spend time with the Lord, when I'm on the like cusp of like making a big decision, I usually know. Absolutely. My, whoa, what if I ask me to go? I always know. And especially like, like only if I'm like really in, like if I'm spending time with him yeah. and like asking him for yeah. wisdom and like all that kind of stuff. Um, I usually know deep down. Yeah, and you I always have that already in your Yeah, heart. and I'm throwing it around like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But God's like, yes, you do, yes, you do. Yes, like, you. I already told you. Yeah, and so um, just get with the Lord and just 
pray and spend time in your Bible and spend time in community and have community that encourages you to spend time with the Lord and um, to ask those questions and have wise counsel in your life that will probably, like, I'm sure, especially if they're good, wise counsel, they'll say, hey, maybe you shouldn't, like, go to this Let's place. This one out. Or, yeah, this yeah. is probably not a good idea yeah. because of you only want to do this because of yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. like, you know, have those people in your life that are going to set you straight. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, like, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. We all, like, you'll never stop coming to Forks in the Road. Yeah. Ever in your entire life. And that's something God showed me. And when you take the wrong one, it's not game over. Yeah, exactly. That's a good reminder. But there'll always be places and times in your life where you're like, okay, God, here I am again. I just trust you again. Where do I go? What do I do? And the more that you grow in him, the less he will be like, go here, go here, go here. And the more he'll be like, listen to my still small voice. And then there'll be times, yeah. And then there'll be times where he's like, "What do you want to do?" And it those are like the most scary, but also the most fun times because I've been in that position where I'm like, "Well, I want to do this," and he's like, "Let's do it." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, okay, (laughs) let's do it." (laughs) Like this is so exciting. Like I'm partnering with the creator of the universe, and he's excited about my dream too. Like that's insane for me to think about. Mm -hmm. But hopefully, this podcast was just an encourager to you, um, whoever is listening, that God's always going to take care of you and he's always going to point you in the right direction. Um, Just listen to that still small voice inside of you and trust that you hear him. The Bible talks about that um, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and that's you. You hear his voice. And so, yeah, you're going to make it. We all do. (laughs) And happy graduation to all all those seniors going out have fun whether it's a it is a full-time job with benefits or whether you have no idea what you're doing or maybe some of you are moving back in with your parents which it's okay no judgment (laughs) you're gonna make it um so anyway you got this thanks so much for listening and i'll see you next time